Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Happy Libations Friday, loosey-goosey edition of the program. Loosey-goosey. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. You're you and you're listening to us on 93.3 and uh, watching on War Chant TV. Thank you for that. Appreciate it very much. Like Subscribe, share, celebrate. <laughs> I did that just for you. Just for you, little loosey-goosey. There it is. Um, all right, so where do we want to start? We want to start with uh, tomorrow. You find out from Mr. Coleman, Kevin Coleman, whether or not he's coming here. I don't think so. I think he's going to Miami, right? That's a foregone conclusion. We did find out that Jamie Robinson's coming back. All right. I like that's good news. That's really good. That news. is really good news. Pleased to see it. That's good. Still don't know what's going to go on with the with the defensive end, the versus kid. I don't know what's going to happen there, but uh I don't think that's uh I don't know. I'm not going to sit all day like I did yesterday kind of waiting on that yeah, news. It could happen today. We'll see. Somebody told me yesterday at noon. Erroneous. Not true at all. Hey, so Marvin Jones is 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 going to be named to the College Football Hall of Fame. I've been on that crusade for a while. It's a, a long time coming, but I, that's where I'll start because that's my favorite player in the entirety of Florida State football's history. He is my favorite player, and I am so happy for him. Congratulations to Marvin Jones. I've interviewed him a few times. Always gracious, always fun to talk to. Uh, and and now he's a Hall of Famer, as he should be. He was already in the FSU Hall of Fame, had been for a long time. Uh, now he's going to be in college football's Hall of Fame. That, according to Brett McMurphy, who tweeted it out earlier today. Now, that official announcement as to the College Football Hall of Fame uh, has not come down uh, officially yet, but we know that he is going to be named, and uh, I look forward to it. By the way, when it does come down officially, when the College Football Hall of Fame announces officially that these are the the gentlemen entering uh, said Hall of Fame, uh, make sure you check back on warchant.com. You're going to want to go there uh, because uh, Gene and myself have a little conversation along with Tom about uh, Marvin Jones. Well, I couldn't see him and, and remember his days. That's you right. guys could. So yeah. That's why it's mostly you guys. It is. It's for the old-timers at Warchant that uh, remember Marvin um, and I, I can tell you, I used to, I could picture myself walking into that stadium with my buddy Steven and a few other guys uh, in 1992, 91 and 92, 92 especially. You know, he won the Lombardi and the Budkiss. He was just unbelievable. Uh, consensus All-American in 91 and 92, but he won all there was to win for a linebacker in that 92 season. Our only loss that year was 1916 wide right two. Ugh! Still mad about it. But anyhow, he would have had the chance and probably would have won the national championship, uh, which he didn't get because he turned pro at the end of 92. Now, who could blame him? He was fourth in the Heisman voting, and he got selected fourth overall in the first round of the draft by the Jets. Uh, Most unfortunate that he landed with the Jets, of course. But nonetheless, he did. And so you can't blame the man for leaving early. Uh, he, He needed to go get paid. But had he stayed... He would have been part of that 93 national championship team and, and a linebacking core that, my God, uh, it was already incredible. And it, Can you imagine with him, added him to it uh, for another year with Derek Brooks? But uh, that said, Marvin is, I think, amongst a handful of players 
that all FSU fans uh, who've been around for a while would immediately say is one of the best players they ever saw suit up the Garnet and Gold ever. Uh, it was unbelievable. Now everybody's got their list, and everybody's going to choose, you know, whether it's Charlie Ward or Deion Sanders or Warwick Dunn or whoever you want to look at. But for me, it's Marvin Jones. And I, I, I never saw anybody play the position. Florida State's had a ton of incredible linebackers for a very long time. That's why the current dearth of outstanding linebacker play that we don't see on a daily basis is so frustrating because this was a place that you could all but assume you were going to have, at the very least, an all-conference uh, level player at the position. I mean, just go down the litany of players that have played linebacker for Florida State. It's a veritable who's who of uh, great college linebackers and, and many pro uh, linebackers. But Marvin was a guy that you you could see terrorized other great players. Like You, you saw the team, uh, offensive players for other teams were afraid of Marvin Jones. You don't see that very often. It's, it's referred to a lot that so-and-so intimidates players or so-and-so's a guy that you know everybody has to account for. Certainly coaches have to account for certain players that can ruin your day, can blow up the most well-designed plays, whatever it might be, right? But very few guys actually make other football players at an elite level, right? If you're a good player at Miami, you're a good player at Florida, you're a good player at, you name it, Power 5 program, there aren't too many of those guys that are afraid of anybody. I saw opposing offensive players steer clear of Marvin Jones. They were afraid of Marvin Jones. That's the kind of guy he was. And you would see him oftentimes in the hole, one-hand guys. Back then, a lot of lead blockers were fullbacks. They used the fullback all the time. They don't use it anymore. Love fullbacks. It's a shame. But anyhow, when they did, you had to take on these guys. And they were always rugged, no-neck dudes, just monsters coming through there. You had to take on that lead block. I never wanted to be a linebacker. I used to. I remember that. I, you know, everybody would say, well, if you're a defensive player, what do you want to play? You hear people say linebacker. Hell no, man. I don't want to take on a fullback. You know, 30 times a game, that's no fun. That's brutal. That's tough living. That shortens your life. My man would come in and pop, and you'd see guys, even the best fullbacks, you'd see them, they get stood up, and he would just, you have to feel like a child when Marvin Jones grabs you because he's that strong. He has that kind of hand strength. He would just one-arm dudes and, and then pursue and flow to the ball. It was incredible. I spent entire games in Doe Campbell Stadium in the student section just watching him. I wouldn't even follow the ball. I would just watch that guy do terrible things to people. And it was all back in a day. Of course, I sound like the old guy. But there, none of this targeting nonsense. Like the play that he's most famous for where you, where you have the hit against Miami that's a poster that I have in my house. That hit, he'd have been thrown out of the game. You, you would see those kinds of plays on the regular with Marvin, it was incredible. Good for you, Marvin Jones. Yeah, the uh, the difference between a good player and a great player, like defensive interior, or in those days linebacker when you're going against fullbacks, is all right. a good player can take on blocks to free up the play for other guys to make. Mm -hmm. Right, The great player can take on the block or defeat it and make the play on the ball carrier. Think Vita Villa of the Tampa Bay Bucks. How many times have you seen him stand up a guard or a center, sometimes both, which is just freaky, with his forearm, and then stick his free arm out there yeah, and make the yeah, tackle yeah. on the running back, you go, oh, my God. So not only did you account for a blocker or two to free up a play for the linebacker, you're just going to go ahead and make the play yourself. Mm -hmm. And in the days of pro-style, I-formation or whatever, two back sets, and you've got a lead-blocking fullback, 
Some teams still do it, and I, I like watching those. Oh, teams I play love offense. those teams. With San Francisco, sometimes does it, and obviously the Titans. But the life of and and so do the the Vikings with CJ Ham, mm-hmm. who's a lot of fun to watch. Right. But the life of a linebacker now is you know you're a blitzer, you're a slot cover well, you guy, cover you so cover tight now. ends, yeah, right? Yeah, sideline yeah. to sideline, and you cover a lot. But in those guys. days, if you could take on a Max Strong or a Corey Schlesinger or whoever, and win that battle, and then also after trucking him or dis- dismissing him. Make the play on the line on the uh, running back, then you're an elite player. And Marvin Jones was oh. certainly one of those. It's just, I, I you know, you've, we've all met somebody. Now, look, Marvin has a physique. Obviously, he's a big, strong guy. But there are people you meet that you know are we we call it something else that I can't say on the air. But let's just say country strong. Um, that are just country strong. You know, like th- these guys that just he had that. And if you've ever encountered people like that, I think we all have. Uh, there were a couple guys I played with that you, just, you wouldn't even know to look at them, per se, that they were big in the weight room, right? You wouldn't know that. But then you would, they'd hit you or they'd grab you, and you'd be like, oh, that dude is strong. Like, that's a different kind of strength, right? They always talk about that with Mike Piazza's hands and people like that. It's just insane, right? Where you just, that's, that's a different kind of strength. And it's annoying because if you don't possess it, you can't really overcome it. Right, and typically those people carry themselves in a way that you, you wouldn't know right. away from the game. Mm-hmm. Or they or they wear clothes because they're not trying to show off. Yeah, they it's don't just care. part of their demeanor. Right. It's like they're just strong. They know it. And you they don't know, even it. know it, but they know it. Well, they walk through the world with a air of confidence right. because they yes. know if they have yes. to handle something, they can handle something. And that was Marvin Jones. Yeah, my cousin um, in, in New York, he's a firefighter. He followed the legacy of his dad. And you wouldn't know anything. But we go down for a family reunion years and years ago, and you get to the beach, and I see him at the beach and go, oh, my God, you would never yeah, know because yeah. he always wears, like, the button-down yeah, shirts. And you're like, yeah, to- he looks like a normal guy. Nope. You no. don't not want to mess with that dude. That's diesel. That's like when Jim Tomey would shed the uniform. Yeah, like, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> He's J.J. Watt. I think Jim was country strong in addition to being big. I mean, he was, uh, he uh, was, he was just a house of a man. And yes. Manny would hide it, too. Now, oh, that was for a different reason. That was for but. a different reason. Uh, Seth, I got moved to safety. No, I never played linebacker. Um, he he asked on the chat. So, uh, no, I did not play linebacker. you play Rover? Uh, yes, uh, basically. Yes, it was, well, very briefly before I got hurt, and that was the end of that. But uh, never played that in high school. They, that's when I got to Etsu. That was, by the way, there's a there's a transfer portal kid from Etsu, uh, a, a left tackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was gonna say, there's a left tackle out there. Um, you know, I, I I would love to see him come to Florida State. We need. Would you? Would you? What's he, the equivalent of uh, Etsu? Oh, uh, it's small. It's, it's like what? What's a what's a school that's the equivalent of Etsu right now? If you could name well, one. ETSU had a strong year. There's I, a, I understand that. Oh, but, you mean in the Power Five? No, well, no, in in their league. Like who is the who's their rival? Is it William and Mary? Is you it, would uh, say uh, well, Rich back in the day it was Furman. All right. So those type back in the day. All right. Let's say Furman or had Citadel. A left, Citadel. The Citadel had a left tackle on the portal. Would you be pumped if <laughs> like hey I, we need to get that left tackle from the Citadel? Well, this was an all-conference player, Tom. So I, <laughs> I mean, even still, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, hey, listen, I would tell you that with our offensive line over the years, any tackle that was available, I was like, yeah, let's get him. Um, but then I, you're right. It, we've improved enough. Where you're right. We probably don't need ETSU's tackle. You're right. We got bless Harris. But I, I yeah, I just. Nostalgia, soft spot for my old stomping grounds at Etsu. Maybe a PWO. Get him a preferred walk on. Yeah. Um, 
By the way, I've still not gone to up to ETSU since they. When I was there, we practiced and played in the mini dome. It was called the mini dome, uh, where they play basketball as well. And uh, well, by the way, Les Robinson was the basketball coach back then, and then he went on to become the uh, basketball coach at NC State, and later on the athletic director. But that said, uh, that's all me going down memory lane. What what uh, what I thought about was that the guys that play in there now uh, are. Under Coach Sanders, who just retired, by the way. Did you see that after the year that he had? He retired. Yeah, there was something going on there, though. I'm a little – that has to be, right? Because they were incredible. Um, he – he. Uh, I mean, they had a great year. and I, I don't know. They they built a stadium. It's outdoors now. They don't practice and play in the mini-dome. They play outdoors. It looks like a cute little stadium. I, I call it cute because it's small. Um, but the, the mini-dome sucked. And it the, the turf was brutal. You would get – burns and it was awful and now that field i'm like oh look at that field that looks nice (laughs) that's a a total aside um marvin jones back to marvin jones we got to get him on next week we'll get him on next i'll reach out to marvin he follows me on twitter so i'll I'll get him on i'll get him on uh he he, followed me briefly and then he gave up i think it was the hockey tweets oh well he knows in a weird way that i'm a sycophant for him and uh, I do. I, I I really admired the football player that he was. I, I just could not. There aren't too many guys that when I talk to them, because, you know, and we talk about this some on the Warchamp video that you'll see when, when the official announcement comes down, but you you know you stay in this business long enough, you've covered a lot of people that went on to go pro, you know, a lot of guys that were incredible players. I mean, obviously we, we're talking about, I mean, I've been here covering the likes of Peter Warwick and Chris Winkie and, you know, all, a long time, right? And yet I would be childlike in the presence of Marvin. And when I would talk to him, I'd get nervous because he's, he's just he's my favorite football player. Well, there are some players, and it doesn't matter the sport, but there are some players that are so great that you expect them to do that's something that's completely unreasonable any given time that they take the field or, or the court or the ice or whatever, and they do it. And they do it more yeah. than they don't. Yeah. Think Buster Posey in key situations, you know, in the postseason for Florida State. Oh, my God. And you need a home run. Nothing short of it. A single's not going to do it. A sack fly is not going to do Yes. Yes, whatever you needed, he (laughs) would hit. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, he needs to have a huge game. He needs to go over 200 yards today. That is an unreasonable ask, but 200 yards from scrimmage, receiving and rushing, and he would do it every week. Jameis is going to need to bail us out this half. He can't do it again, can he? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. And he did. These are the types of players that are that special that you'll never forget. And from all accounts of anybody who watched Marvin Jones, who has a better adult memory at the time, or at least a right, college right. memory at the time, that's the kind of player he was. You expected him to do something ridiculous every week, and he would. Every week. Every week. And, and I would just, again, people were frightened. <laughs> you just don't see it. I mean, these are tough guys. You would see other guys, tough guys playing major college football, were we're kind of scared of that dude. And the crazy thing is, while they're doing the thing that's unreasonable that you're asking them, you're still wowed. You still go, oh, my God. You know, it's funny. I didn't think bring, that was possible. When we talk about FSU's all-time greats, you know, it's a short list of um, amazing players that everybody would agree upon. I'm just talking about the ones that everybody would refer to, whether it's Dion, whether it's Derek Brooks, whether it's Charlie Ward. Who You know, you know the list. It's a list of about 20 guys that every one of us would say, those guys were all-time, across generations, great, right? So he's on that short list because there's a lot of 
guys that came through here that have made Florida State's Hall of Fame. We're all Americans and all that. But they don't make that short list of, yeah, and then there are those guys, right? You brought up another one and that we've had the good fortune of covering and, and, and talking to, and yet he always makes you feel so comfortable. Um, Buster Posey, was that kind of preternaturally great? That's a, it's a different sport, but he was that kind of preternaturally great. Nobody should be able in baseball to do what he right. did that final season. That's why it's a little bit different to me. That one cuts a little bit different because you shouldn't be able to hit the home run that you have to hit right? time after time. It's baseball. Time. It's hard right. to do. It's the same as Jesse Warren in softball. You know something's going to happen at some point. And then she made the play, the all-time famous play, might be the most famous play in Oklahoma City history with the catch and then the throw oh, to first. Oh, insane, yeah. But you knew that you just know these Knowles that are all-time great, something is going to happen. I don't know when, but we're going to need it, and we're going to get it and because of this gonna, player. Yeah, yeah. there are those kinds of players across all. Yeah, it's amazing when you see them. Uh, never take it for granted. You're reminded on a day in which a guy finally gets his just due and goes into the Hall of Fame, um, and he's, he's one of ours. He's one of the all-time greatest players. Um, you know, you're reminded uh, every now and again – at their of their greatness, but I have really fought hard. It took me until I got in my thirties, I think, truthfully, to be present and to and to really take the time to appreciate that kind of greatness while it's happening. Everybody can do it afterwards. We can all look back at so and so's career and say he was great, but it's it's a trick. It's an art. It's a it's you have to be present and you've got to tell yourself like you have to literally say. Make sure you appreciate this because this doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. And I spend a lot of time. I mean, I did. I couldn't do that back then, even though I was giddy about Marvin back then. I look back on it now and wish I had been more present. But when you're in your 20s, you're an idiot most of the time. Um, and so, especially when you're in college because you're half drunk. But I, I would tell you that, you know, of the athletes that have come along since Marvin, the, the guys that have, there's a handful of guys that I've had to say that about. Buster was one of them. So last night, text exchange, different sport, but it's the same concept of being present in the moment. So I got a text from a mutual friend of ours who says, we're back in business, baby. And I say, and this is about hockey. This is Tampa Bay Lightning got back. Yeah, because Cooch. Well, yeah, Nikita Kucherov. And I said, there will be years, man, where we don't have any studs at all. Right now, we've got minimum five Hall of Famers on one roster in the salary cap era. It's yeah. insane. It's also how you win back-to-back Stanley Cups. Of course it is. <laughs> and well, and those things kind of are self-fulfilling, too, because you win those, and then there's a 50-50 chance that a guy makes it to the Hall of Fame, and they're going to see the Iron Curtain, right, in, in the NFL. But the point is, yeah, you're right. Once you get to a certain age, you realize what's happening as it's happening, and it just becomes all the sweeter. But in your case with Marvin Jones, you kind of knew it, and you were 18, 19, 20 yeah, years old. Yeah, I kind of knew it, but I didn't, I didn't appreciate it the way I should have, though. I mean, I, I, you know that that is the last – I had the shirt that said, just try to keep up with the Joneses on the back, and it was a picture of Marvin holding his helmet. I, you know, back then you bought. Oh, well, he would have made a lot of money off of that in yeah, NIL. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, they had the game day shirts that you would get. You know, I remember the Beavis and Butthead one with the spear going through the Ivis, um, and and then Beavis going um, or Butthead going fire, 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 um, which is great. But anyhow, I, you always got these game day shirts. Most of them you look back on now they're cheesy, but that one was a great shirt, and I I had that thing until I was. 40 years old. I mean, I held on to that shirt. It was falling off of me. Yeah. 
before I finally had to call it a day for that shirt. My favorite one was the Ibis getting kicked through the goalposts. Yeah, and he's like scared, and it's like we kicked here, and it just bleeps it out. Yeah. But I just remember as a kid, be like, "Ooh, that's a that's not a good shirt." Oh well, I remember. <laughs> it's funny. It seemed like in the early '90s when you were going into games. People just didn't care. At some oh, point, yeah. they just didn't care. You'd have shirts that you're like, well, that is my goodness. It was not just like a cartoonish. Right. You're like, whoa. Oh, yeah. My uh, my brother-in-law, who uh, is a, is an old grad but still loves USC because he grew up in, in Newport. And he has, well, His parents had a- before, before <laughs> there, was, uh, there was an upscale period of time and he was there before. But the property value of his mom's house is still absurd. Yeah. And he said, uh, being a USC fan, he would always see the T-shirts going in, and there was the one of the Trojan who's doing this. Like, it's the thinking stance. But he's sitting on the John. Right. And on the back of the shirt, it says, a Bruin is born. And it's just, I mean, I was like, really? That was a shirt? He goes, yeah, we should make the same one that says a Gator is born. And I'll bet you we make a ton of money. I'm like, that's not a bad idea, Justin. Well, uh, yeah, there were shirts that I would say crossed the line. That uh, it was fairly normal to see, like, oh, well, that's okay. That's a depiction. That's what that is. We're going to go ahead and keep walking. Uh, those existed primarily for Miami. And my, right. uh, yeah, that's yeah. Like always existed. That's where the old Bills, Prime. too, up the hill yeah. did a lot of sales. <laughs> yeah, primarily. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply jeff cameron show libations friday edition thanks for tuning to it Seth, appreciate you, buddy. Uh, He says he appreciates the show on the present topic. Next time we make the playoffs, national championship game, I'm going. Almost went in 2013. Regret it now. Yeah, I appreciate you, Seth. Uh, Yeah, I, I really feel like a lot of people probably do, Seth. I don't think you're alone. If you didn't go to that game, my dad didn't go. And uh, I know he regrets it. And I, I told him at the time, how can you not go to the Rose Bowl? We've gone together to all of these games uh, over the years from the time I was a little kid to being married and a father of my own, you know, that myself. Um, how do you not go to that game? I mean, we, we've gone to, you know, you name it. Every meaningful roadie that Florida State's had, I mean, from Michigan to wherever. What was the reasoning? I don't know. I don't remember why he didn't go. I think it was the hassle of flying to California, but I just remember thinking, no, no, that's that's the game you go to. That's the one. Like, screw the Sugar Bowl. Go to this one. <laughs> this is the one. Like, how many Orange Bowls and Sugar Bowls? And Hell, I drove to the Fiesta Bowl that we lost to Tennessee. Um, I mean, I, you know, this at least this time around, I was in a position to be able to fly to 
Los Angeles and, and go. But the Rose Bowl would be the one you got to go to. So anyhow, I, I hate to rub it in, Seth, since you're regretting it already. But yes, it was incredible. And people that have jumped on board said, yes, it, it was. Yes, we were blown away. That is a location that as a fan of the sport, not just Florida State, of the sport, I really, I, I never thought we'd get the chance to play in the Rose Bowl, let alone twice, back-to-back years. But I was hoping for it. I was always hoping for it. Yeah, I saw that Las Vegas is now in the rotation for college football playoff national championship Ooh. football game. That's I forget what year it is. It's in the next five years at some mm-hmm. point. But that would be one. If we could rise to prominence just by the time, in time we're eligible for the old Vegas trip, that'd be something. Yeah. It's it's you know the the mistake and, and people know this, uh when you're good, when you're really good, and I don't think too many people who have lived through this stretch recently are ever going to make that mistake again. But when you're really good, you just assume you always will be. You know, especially if you're young. You know, I think in my 20s, if you had asked me what I thought Florida State would be for the next 25 years, and I was largely right, <laughs> but but I know it's unreasonable, I would have told you that they would have been an annual contender for a national championship. Like, I, I would have just said that... Uh, yeah, this is what they, this is a machine. Look at the location, our ability to recruit, what Bobby had built. It was only gaining strength. It was getting stronger and stronger. I I would have said at that time, yeah, we're always going to have to deal with Miami because they too were a dominant program. And you just thought, okay, well, that, the winner of that game is going to be in a position to play for a national title. Uh, and I just I, I thought it would always be that way. And of course, I now know that that it's not, and that uh, and the history of college football would have screamed at me, you know. I, as somebody who loves the game and knows the history, I conveniently ignored the fact that every prestigious program that has ever existed has gone through stages and gone through eras where they were down, you know, decades where they just weren't they weren't any good. Everybody, Notre Dame, USC, Oklahoma. I mean, hell, Alabama, before Nick Saban got there, outside of the year with Gene Stallings when they won the national championship, uh, post-Gene Stallings was year in and year out an afterthought, with rare exceptions. You literally just didn't even think about Alabama. You thought about Florida and Tennessee more than you thought about Alabama ever uh, for, for a long time. And then now it's hard to imagine a time in which Alabama – wasn't uh, a preeminent program, but there was. Pre-Nick Saban, they weren't. They weren't at all. All right, so here's the question. If we climb, right, but get all the way back, and we make it to the college football playoff, and we're in a semifinal, do you go to that one? I go to both. I don't give a oh, damn. Oh, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah, we do. Yeah. But let's just say that you're an old fan who's been waiting for this opportunity. Maybe you can't make both trips. What do you do? Do you hold out, or do you take the bird in the hand and you learn the lesson? That you know, we could just be dismissed in this game. But yeah. I need to go to this one, and we'll worry about the next one if we win it. Uh, it depends on where it is, for starters. I think everybody's going to factor that in. If it's just a little short jaunt down to Miami, like the Georgia-Michigan game was, I mean, you, you get your ass in the car and go. Um, does Florida State make the playoff in the four-team playoff era again? Or does it have when to do you expand? Believe, when before? do you think they're going to expand? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how quickly do you question. think that happens? Let's call it uh, 2020, so it's, it's, it's 2020, the 21 season. Yeah. So it's the tw- okay, the 2026 season. It's so expanded. it'll be January of 2027 when they have the playoff. That's expanded to 8, 12, whatever it is. 
Mm, Will we make so the fourteen playoff between now and then? I got to tell you, it's so hard uh, from where we sit now. You know, I fight real hard on a daily basis not to be uh, mired in in depression over the state of Florida State football. I, I do because I don't want that a to come across. I don't think that makes for a daily show. Like, I mean, if I'm on every day, and I am. Um, and I come in here and something good happens to Florida State in the middle of a bad season, and I don't at least acknowledge and celebrate that good because I'm too bogged down by and obsessed with the bad, that, that doesn't play. Uh, at some point, you, you gotta, you know, you have to find some balance. So I I try to find the you know, when you're on a comeback trail, when you're fighting to get back to in what our in our minds as as Florida State fans. To, to your rightful position amongst the nation's best. You know, it's a fun, it can be a fun ride if you embrace that you have to go down that road. If you say, look, I, I, I think it's akin to a long road trip, right? If you think about how far it is from here, let's say I go to visit my brother in New Hampshire, and for some reason I'm going to drive, which I wouldn't. But, drive, that is. I would go visit my brother in New Hampshire. <laughs> but, but if... I'm going to New Hampshire to visit him. Um, the if I get caught up in how long a drive that is from here, it it ruins any chance I have to like really take the time to soak in the places I'm seeing along the way, the places we're going to stop along the way for my kids to see, you know, the historical landmarks and such. Like if I'm all I'm thinking is this is going to take two days to drive to New Hampshire, then I've ruined everything. I've, I've missed out on an opportunity. So with Florida State going through this godforsaken transformation, I don't want to solely be obsessed with the fact that we finished under 500 again <laughs> and that we're nowhere close to competing with the best teams in college football. Like I don't That's true. I'm aware of it. I'm a realist. I'm pragmatic. But I don't just sit there and think about that. I think about, okay, we're getting better. I see signs that we're getting better. This is a player that can help us in two years be a very good team. This is a recruit that we needed to get. This is a lineman that is emerging now as not just a, a, a guy that we is serviceable, but he's good. He's like legitimately good. Okay, there's that. This is a receiver that I think has a chance. I try to do that. I try to do that. But when you ask a question like that, I'm immediately returned to, oh, it's going to be a while before we're a playoff team. It is unless we win marquee games between now and then, and I don't mean in the ACC. Yeah, because Clemson might be stumbling. It, you know yeah. that would be the best. It argument would appear. Is, oh, looks like they might be stumbling a little bit. Mm -hmm. Ooh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. they back to back shots trippy, there. Trippy. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. There? What's going on? Right. But the non-conference opponent slate over that period of time is absurd. Yes, it's LSU, it's Georgia, it's all these, yes. Yes, 2022, we all know about the Raging Cajuns. Thank, hopefully there's just a mass exodus from the Napier era. I'm glad that Napier moved on because that team would have been ready to play, and I was like, man, really? But that's the week before Florida. Uh, not That right. was dumb. Yeah. Anyhow. So you got Duquesne, LSU, Louisiana, Florida. Duquesne's also dumb. No reason to play Duquesne. I'm okay with that It's one. the stupidest thing We're going to start 1-0 next year. Yeah. <laughs> but it won't be in September. In 2023, your big two out-of-conference opponents are LSU and Florida. Southern Miss is there, but, I mean, come on. What are we doing? You ought to be Southern Miss. Right. Yes. 2024, it's Memphis, all right, Notre Dame, and Florida. By the way, so did we sign a home-and-home home with Memphis? No. Uh, no. No. They're coming I here. I was thinking they were big enough that you might, but, yeah, okay. 
Well, we might have, and maybe we put that game off later. I forget. But but Memphis is here as the second yeah, yeah, week yeah, of the yeah, season yeah. in 2024. And well, the reason I'm asking is I would love to go to Memphis. Uh, music, food, culture, fun place. I don't see it on a future opponent, so yeah. maybe, maybe not. But in 2025, mm-hmm. Alabama and Florida. In 2026, Notre Dame, Florida, Alabama. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate you. I mean, my God, sirs. Yeah. What have we done here? Yeah. 2027, well, Georgia, Florida. 2028, Georgia, Florida again. I'm sure we'll find a way to work Notre Dame in there somehow. My God, you need the expanded playoff. We're going to be playing in a lot of marquee games to get good ratings. So that's the good news. The bad news is if there's only four teams that get into the playoff. Yeah. My yeah. God, what have we done to ourselves? Well, it's a little bit like, you know, you put that out there. You put that on the schedule. Uh, it's like, okay, I want to go... So I'm going skiing in Whitefish, Montana in March. So that's out there in March, right? I throw that out there. And so during the course of the year, recognizing I wanted to take the family skiing, I, I had to make some sacrifices. Because, it, it, listen, folks, I don't know if you know this, it's not cheap to go skiing anywhere, but especially not there. And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're not going to do this other trip that I had planned, and maybe I won't buy this other thing because I – you know me, I'm a sucker for TVs and stuff like it. And so I'm like, all right, well, well I'll move some and stuff around. $500 toys for your boys. You know, it's like, you know. I'm stupid that way. But yeah. Well, you're good that way. Well, But so here's the thing. You know, I start thinking about, because I want to do it right when I go. I want to stay for seven days. I want to, we're going to be somewhere nice. I'm not slumming it when we go. We're going to have a good time. So it's kind of like, all right, well, let's put this off. Let's move this here. Let's, but by having that on the calendar, and my wife put it on the calendar, you have something to aspire to, both financially, and then you want to be in the best shape when you go skiing because it's not easy, and you ski for five, six days, then you better get your together. Hence Orange Theory Fitness, and then changing a little bit of the diet and all that stuff, right? So Florida State did the equivalent of that. They're like, you know, we're really tired of sucking. And we're, we have got to expedite this process of getting good. I'll tell you what. Let's throw Georgia and Alabama on the schedule here in the near future along with LSU. Because if that doesn't serve as a motivator to get it together, the potential of you having your head kicked in by 50 because you're over here stumbling in the dark for the 6th, 7th, 8th year in a row, I don't know what will. I mean, imagine Florida State in their current condition rolling out there against Alabama. Dude. They, they named their score. Name their effing score. That, that, it's no. a different sport. We're playing different sports <laughs> it right pisses now. Pisses me off. Jeff Cambridge Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Jeff Cambridge Show, Live Nations Friday. All right. Good song. Uh,. Louisville leads the all-time series against our Knowles, 34-15. Going back to the old Metro Conference rivalry days, uh, which we had a 24-year hiatus from, uh, but resumed in 2014, 2015. Cardinals own an 18-5 record at home, 17-2 at their former arena, which is Freedom Hall, including the Metro Conference title game back in 80. 12-9 mark in Tallahassee. Four and two at Tully Gym, eight and seven at the TLC Double C. So there is the summary of tomorrow's opponent and our record in time against them. Last season, we met once in January at the KFC Yum Center, and we came out shooting, knocking out the lights, if you recall. We were 
eight of twelve from three to 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 kind of tell Louisville our intentions. We got manhandled. They did. At one point, guys, lest we forget, this is the kind of quality team we were. It was forty to sixteen. We got manhandled. Mm-hmm. Bitched. Uh, it was something to behold. That was the clip. I don't know that we still have that, but remember in his press conference, Chris oh, Mack said, yeah. "I know the fans are asking, you know, like what, what the, the hell, hell? <laughs> you know, what the hell's going on?" And you know, the, we have those questions too. Which that is, press the, conference was great. That's the ultimate white flag. I had to give him credit because he acknowledged that fans there at the Yum Center were like, "Okay, all right." So, did, do you guys realize the game started? We got manhandled. Uh, we ended up obviously cruising to victory, and um, yeah, that was that was a fun game. That was that was a fun game. We won comfortably and kind of just slept, walked in the second half, and I guess it was seventy eight sixty five was the final. But uh, that was a, a fun 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 time and a different team. They are thir- they finished last year thirteen and seven, eight and five in the ACC. They were seventh out of the fifteen team league, so um, weren't much, weren't much. The Stretch here, if you go back and look now, I'm catching up, double-checking schedules here. Um, you know, Remember, he was suspended, Chris Mack was, for six games, following uh, failing to follow school policies, Tom, was the suspension. And that's Louisville. So you must have really stepped out. They're 5-3 and three since his return. He, he was suspended for six games. Uh, they lost at Michigan State, which, you know, can happen, 73-64. They dropped a home game 62-55 to to a bad DePaul team. And they were upset by Western Kentucky, 82-72 in a road game. They also had their matchup with Kentucky uh, postponed due to COVID. Uh, but they are 4-0 in the ACC. Their league wins have been by five points at NC State, whom we beat on the road. Four points to Wake Forest, whom we got blown out by this week. Three points at Georgia Tech and three points against Pitt on Wednesday. Um, I, they're not a great team. They're not a great team, which is good. Because we're not either. So Saturday's game, tomorrow night's game, could very well be a battle of fairly inept teams. Oh, let's hope so. We need them to come down to that level. Yes, they're better than we are, apparently, but not by leaps and bounds. We can compete in this game. Uh, depending upon if, if we are the best version of ourselves. I think there are a lot of teams that can destroy us if, if we're going to play like we did against Oh, well, you can't. And, and Syracuse at home, yeah. for that matter. Well, if you're gonna it's come crazy out, that game was that close. You're going to be out here 6, and 30, six for 31. One for 32 for yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Not guarding anybody is what we're doing, Tom. Oh, when they're, yeah. The other Not one. guarding yeah. anybody. Layups, layup line over and over again. Oh, Woody on the P is like Gerard. Gerard. Yeah. Gerard, Gerard, Bayheim. Well, yeah, yeah. This is going to be frustrating. Yeah, Woody will be on the PA in this game. Lock, West, Cross on the basket. Yeah, that's that's. I'm naming Louisville's roster, but yeah, it's it's like that. There they are. Uh, you're gonna. I think you'll see a more inspired defensive effort. My thought is that Ham. That, I mean, that's something you can control. You can you can work on defense. You can bother to get down and dirty. And uh, and get after it. Now you don't you may not be great, you may be missing the pieces, may not have the guys you need in the paint, and you get taken advantage of down there. And they've got a six eleven guy and a six ten guy and a six seven guy that can do that. Um, but I got to at least see the effort to defend. And you know Ham's got to be beside himself. But we're not used to this. We're we are not accustomed to this kind of play. So I think at home Saturday night. 
you're coming off an embarrassing loss. It, it ought to be an inspired effort. If not now, when? When, when is, is right. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Looking for the Jeff Cameron Show on Elevation. It's Friday. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that when we venture down the road of describing our mindset for certain things right now involving uh, football and basketball, that invariably it takes a turn towards the depressing. And I, I don't mean it to be. A couple of you commented on that. Say, man, come on, man. I thought you were saying you were trying to look around. On the road trip, you you were talking about stopping and doing things and seeing things. Can we just continue that? Right. Well, I mean, the problem is, though, at some point you have to preview the game, which means you have to talk about the team. Team's not good. There's no getting around that. Yeah, that was also in reference to having to take on Alabama as presently constructed. But we don't have to. That's the good news. We do not have to. Not yet. LSU is a much different beast than Alabama. Yeah, I didn't answer the question. Um... Yeah, I'm looking forward to the LSU game. I would really look forward to it. Uh, I, I wanted this to be a home-and-home. Home. I want all these games to be home-and-homes. I don't want to play in Atlanta. I don't want to play in Orlando. I don't want to do these. You know, I just want the I want the college football experience, which is always great to travel to other campuses and all that. But now, admittedly, if you're going to have to do something that's not in Baton Rouge, going to New Orleans won't suck. Going to New Orleans won't suck. And I have not booked yet, and I know Corey has. I need to do that. Yeah, well, I think Gene is going to be heading the project there as to where and how we we, uh, get set up. Gene, right next to Harris. Or we could do a stop Monday and Tuesday, do a tour at at Biloxi. I'm in on that, too. That would be pretty fun. That would be a week-long extravaganza. Yeah, you betcha. Take it on the road for a week. little tour on I-10. You and I drove through Biloxi together. Unfortunately, had to keep going. We did. Yeah, I wanted to stop, but the reward was Baton Rouge, which was a worthy reward. We had a great time, except for that we couldn't find the TV remote. Right, but that house had excellent air conditioning. Oh my God, coldest air conditioning in the history of, of yeah. air conditioning. Legit, and we kept it at straight like sixty three, <laughs> and it could handle it. it, no, it I it, couldn't believe it, it wasn't buckling. It's like, yeah, we got you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I it's. <laughs> That's, you're right. We got to buckle up our chin straps in the distant future, in the not so distant future, with games like LSU and then later on Alabama and Georgia. I'm really, really looking. You know, by the way, and I will say this about what what year did you say that Alabama game is? Oh, uh, let me pull it up again. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think we see Nick Saban on the sidelines for that game. If it's beyond two years from now, yeah, it's 25, 2025. I'm not going to be shocked if this if if this year or next year is his last year. Okay, I think I think I think so. Nick, it's uh, Dabo. We get to see Dabo again. We'll see. We'll see if the shine is still on him when that decision has to be made. Uh, well, we'll watch cut. out if Kirby wins on Monday. Maybe <laughs> Kirby gets the call back, even though that's his alma mater. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he would leave Georgia uh, if he's a national championship winning coach. I mean, George, Georgia fans are loyal and passionate. A little bold for a group that hasn't won anything of substance in yeah, uh, yeah. you know, forty plus years, but okay, they're kind of like Saints fans, you know. Like the Saints were awful for eons, and they act like they've been there forever. Like they're I don't know Green Bay or or the Steelers. And you're like, hey, settle down now. Yeah, yeah. Now you've had a nice generation here. You it's a generation. Get- you should be proud of this. Yeah, but uh, I don't need you to throw your chest out there like you're, uh, you know, yeah. waving the terrible towels. Right. Yeah. 
piped down a little bit. It's not six Super Bowl appearances. It's not. Yeah, you're not the Patriots. Right. You went right. to one Super Bowl. Yeah, and you won it. You won it. But you went to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. Georgia, I I hope is going to get the revenge uh, that I need them to on Monday night. Let's go, dogs. Let's get it together. I will be screaming for the dogs uh, as if I I cared about them, because uh, I've got a little wager that could cash in. Well, plus nine hundred on the dogs. Is it more than pizza money? Uh, no, not much more than pizza. Well, several pizzas. What kind of pizza? Several fully loaded pizzas. Yeah. By several, I mean like ten or eleven pizzas. Okay. Worth of. Uh, And you're not talking about the kind that you could just show up and they're ready for. No, 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 none of the ready-made. No, these are the kind you get at nice places. So there's that kind of. Which could turn into all of us having pizza for a long time, baby. Hour two forthcoming. Stay with.